A random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter, what are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome everyone to The Marvelists Presents Taking a Shot, a Hawkeye podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Wait, you're back from Latveria? It's about time, no? Oh my god, you crawled through so much... You know how many time zones I had to go through, first of all? That shirt is so ripped up. You got that through the barbed wire of Latveria? Like, what happened to you? I had to take a little part-time job learning how to solder, learning how to rivet into metal and stuff and make suits. I'm sorry I put that on the uh, package. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought he would have chortled at least once. I'm not sure if I got my souvenir for you confiscated, too. I'll have to check my luggage. Sorry. Well, anyway, before we get into the usual... I did not even see you there, Eddie. Wow. Before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and talking about episode number four of Hawkeye or Hawkeye, we want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us and then our social medias. Okay. Go on Twitter and Instagram at The Marvelists. Go to Hell Facebook. Also, go on. Wow. <laughs> hey, I'm. Is that a new Facebook? I'm, I'm still mad about that, but oh. that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Anyway, you can also find us individually on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Melnick. I'm on Facebook, surprisingly, at Peter Melnick Podcaster, but don't utilize that platform. Suck at Facebook. Anyway, also, you can find me on TikTok. God knows why, but I guess it's better than Facebook. At Peter Melnick, but better. Eddie, you're on social media. Thank goodness. Uh, Instagram at Eddie9193 and on the aforementioned <laughs> Facebook. The guy in the sunglasses. Which, by the way, is in fact that Eddie Wilson. Yes. Anyway, you can also find us on a wide variety of streaming platforms TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, among many others. Also go on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, five star if you're ever so inclined, yada, 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 broken ice cream machines, etc. Also, go on Patreon.com slash The Marvelists and support the show on there for as little as $3 a month to as much as, well, whatever your little hearts. I thought we were going to get yeah, away no, with Yeah, no, I wanted to. I, I like that. Yes. Anyway, also, like I said, $3 a month gets you early access to episodes, including, although it's on the main feed now, but I digress, our interview with John McLaren and Daryl Purdy of the brand new Eidos Interactive Guardians of the Galaxy game. Hooray, and so forth. Hooray! You can also get for $5 a month everything from the $3 tier and extra love and affection from us. But you get the two bonus shows called The Fantastic Voyage, where Eddie Wilson and myself read all 102 issues, plus annuals, plus crossovers, plus tie-ins, plus whatever our little hearts desire, of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's legendary, iconic, and even... Fantastic. ...run of... The Fantastic for the World's Greatest Comic Magazine. And it might even be the World's Greatest Comic Podcast. We don't oh, know. We well, don't. we don't. I mean, we could. You want? Let's do that. It's a what-if almost. We, how dare you? We are. We are. It's not a what-if. We are. What <laughs> are? What are Groot? Oh. What are Gamora? That doesn't even make sense grammatically. That's exactly correct. Anyway... Also, there is the other bonus show called You Haven't Read That, where Eddie Wilson reads comics he's never read before, but... This time, it's different. 
Thanks to the Rob father, Rob Liefeld, he gave us the curated pick of Michael Golden and Bill Mantlow's legendary run of Micronauts, the first 12 issues. But wait a minute, fiddleshits. Fun fact, Eddie's read that entire run years and years ago. He was collecting them as they were coming out. 1979. Exactly. Good good Smashing Pumpkin song. And also... (laughs) Hey, the world is a vampire. Sent to drain. Different song, but still. Stopped right there. Okay. But I got to know right now. That issue, or that run. Meatloaf. Eddie's read those. Yes. But someone in this room hadn't. I had. And by the way, if you listen to the uh, Cartoonist Kayfabe episode where they're talking about the first issue of Micronauts, my opinion matches Jim Rugg and Ed Piskers. However, towards Mm. the end of that issue, we get into the next ones. Well, You'll have to listen to that episode to find out when you join the $5 tier on Patreon.com slash The Marvelists. Now also go to BelowTheCollar.com slash The Marvelists. And get the Dad Joke Immune t-shirt because God willing, if you've made it this far, you are in fact Dad, Dad Joke, Joke immune. immune. I like that. Yeah, because you haven't recorded with me in a while. Man, it has been a while. Anyway. Stained. Oh, been a while. Eddie, we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping beforehand. Yeah. In this episode, first up, we also want to say over with uh, Fantastic Voyage, we are actually going to be taking a pause from the Stan and Jack run of the Fantastic Four. And instead, for the month of December, if you're a comic book fan, you heard about the news that legendary penciler George Perez has been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And as a result, he is not doing treatment or any of that stuff. And it's expected for six months to a year for his life expectancy. And one of the things that, you know, we thought about with this is we want to pay tribute to George. And over on the Patreon, we're going to be doing some other stuff in the uh, coming months pertaining to the legendary career of George Perez. But over on Patreon, we're going to start kicking things off a little bit with a episode where we talk about uh, one of his issues of the Fantastic Four. We haven't figured it out yet. I'm going to look through uh, Marvel Unlimited, see what, you know, might catch my eye. Eddie's going to look through his archive and, you know, check what catches his eye. Yep. And we're going to go from there. But I got to tell you, like, it is heartbreaking news to hear about this. And, you know, when I saw that, my heart sunk. Mm-hmm. No, no, no question about it. But he does, uh, he did an extensive and very, very nice, heartfelt letter. And, and a follow up, too, by the way. He did another follow up. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Wants to, wants to, if possible, with the time left, that is at all possible, all factors being considered connect with one more time with the fans and do mutual thanks and hugs and you know i got to i've met him a handful of times you as well and i remember the first time i met him was new york comic-con 2012 i want to say and this was back in the day when george used to do signings where he would sign and also do sketchings and when you get a commission from george perez it takes a while because the man always puts his you know whole heart into what he's doing and he would take his time. So as a result, if you met George Perez at a comic uh, convention, they would do it deli style. And what I mean deli style is you would literally take a number and you go there and whatever is the number closest is your number picked mm-hmm. and you get to talk to him and you know either do a commission or whatever. Personally, I always found it like a flawed thing because why not devote time for signings? You know, I was sitting there the entire time with a uh, person cosplaying as uh, Hugh Jackman Wolverine with, with a fake cigar in his mouth. We were just talking, you know, whatever. I had to run off to another signing. And then literally as I walk away, two minutes later, they called my number. <laughs> so it, it is what it was. But 
I still got to eventually, you know, talk with him. I had him sign some stuff for a friend of mine, as well as for me, I had him sign my copy of Infinity Gauntlet number one. And that, you know, meant a lot to me. Then years later, you know, more and more as I got into comics, just, you know, being able to experience a lot of this stuff, I ended up grabbing his copy of uh, the trade of Infinity Gauntlet. And that is, it's dog-eared at this point. It's very floppy, you know, you know, it's like kind of curled a little. Because I've read it so many times, I've you know thumbed through it just you know points of reference, and I decided you know what the one year it was East Coast Comic Con as well as I think a con right beforehand as well, but it was a bunch of different uh, signings. Like I know I got part of it done at Terrificon one year. I think it was 2018. We had gone, Eddie. Yes. Yes, it was 2018. He had uh, Starlin. He had Ron Lim, and I believe he had Rubenstein. Mm-hmm. So I got, like, all those guys. And then a few months later, George Perez is showing up at East Coast Comic Con, Cliff Galbraith's uh, convention at the Meadowlands Expo Center. Went over, had George signed. I actually had him sign uh, my Infinity Gauntlet as well, like actual literal Infinity Gauntlet, you know, the uh, Marvel, screen accurate yeah. Yeah, Marvel Legends one, which I'll still never forget when I told you that I was getting that in the Star-Lord helmet. You're like, I can't do that. I, I, that's too much for me, says Mr. Mjolnir, Thor's helmet, or Thor's... Uh, Hammer, or I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, Iron Man, and, Thor, and Captain, Captain America. There we go. I'm a dumbass. You got the anyway, three. Yeah, well, now I, I just kept saying Thor, Thor, Thor. And while I was away, Latveria or otherwise, saw the Spider-Man Legends thing that my wife kept asking me, you, you want to get? I just said no. Thank you. Why would they sell the enemy in the territory over there? It's just, you know, <laughs> among other places. Yeah. In Latveria, though, why would they sell his enemies? Way digress See, on I, this I, topic. I love enjoying going back to the callbacks for the jokes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so... This I episode. Me- I had him sign the... Uh, oh, jeez. No, I'm talking about George, because I want to also hear your thoughts about George. Oh, I thought we were saving this for... We're, this is timely. So what was your introduction to uh, George Perez? I think it was the new Teen Titans and uh, the 1986-7 Wonder Woman. 87. Yeah, because I actually I was uh, starting the first volume of that. Amazing and I do stuff. Yeah, and I do remember the the waiting factor to get something signed, but he was also doing commissions, and it was all on the same the same line. I wound up, I think, not. I tried maybe a second time to get something signed, and because of the wait and because I wanted to get to other artists and so on, I didn't. I don't think I have one thing signed by George. Because you don't have anything signed by him. I don't believe so. No. Wow. Yeah. That's actually that's for you. That's surprising. Yeah, and I've seen more of George in Facebook postings and stuff like that. But it's all been good and and, and great. And lo- so yeah, a lot of people over the years, you know, they cherish a lot of his work, obviously. And there's like certain pieces that you know, people associate with him. Like for myself, I will always associate him with the Infinity Gauntlet. Yourself, New Teen Titans, Wonder Woman. Uh, but one of the things that he did, and it was such a legendary thing was his uh, Avengers JLA. And there's been a massive calling for it due to everything going on with George. Take it, you know, Disney and Warner Brothers have to put their differences aside for a little bit. And people want to see that book get back into print. It's been out of print for 18 years. Hmm. And a paperback sold recently on eBay for $200. $200 for a paperback. That's... Pardon my language. That's bullshit. 
because at this point we get it there you know the different politics of dealing with all these companies oh you know so and so does this so and so does that i don't want to be involved who cares you would make so much money if you utilized the massive library of content you have sitting there collecting dust that is not making anybody money and i get that you know oh we don't want you know to deal with them right now because you know we might not get as much money as they might uh, who cares yeah it's you're robbing people of content that a lot of hard work was put into. I would love to see that run re-released again. I own the individual issues, but guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I don't want to have to be like, oh, well, I got to take it out of the bag and board. Oh, 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 I bent a page. No, I want my own paperback or a hardcover. I want something to put on my bookshelf. So it's kind of kind of annoying about that, you know? Mm-hmm. And do I think they're going to re-release it? Let's be honest, probably not. Because the Mouse and the Warner Brothers, they don't care, which kind of sucks. But it makes me glad to see, though, the such an amazing outpouring of support and sympathy towards George and his family and just the love that this guy has gotten, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I get you. So I think that's going to wrap that part up of this episode. But, yeah, uh, George, we're thinking of you, and we all love you. So, Eddie. Peter. Episode number four of Hawkeye. Which I had to catch up with because, you know, we don't get everything everywhere, and so when you're away, things things happen. It's been fantastic. It's been an excellent run. I'm gonna oh watch I'm gonna watch this a second time go through with my wife. And you know, we, we before this started, I think we were talking off mic about what we were calling this thing and did we did we bounce a few titles around or eh, taking a shot. Taking a shot. It's been well, taking that, a shot. That's a pretty. That could be. A, I don't know if I agreed to that because that well, could be a really crappy title because well, you change is, a vowel and you're taking a. Boop. Oh well, this is like you know three episodes in now. I know. <laughs> you, so you agreed with the episode. I must have. I was thinking, well, hitting the mark. But anyway. Well, personally, I think the best episode title for the show could have been after uh, Jeremy Bagley sent it to me three episodes in was Barton the Interruption, which really upset me because I'm like that is a damn good one. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And I pride myself on my puns, and it really makes me mad. It makes my blue blood boil that I'm upset about this, but I am. Barton the Interruption. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? That is pretty good. That is pretty good. I mean, I, Clint and Kate. No, I don't know. Clint and Kate plus eight. Yeah. You know, that, that just came to mind no, now. No, plus so six, because it's six it. episodes. Yeah. Okay, now we know the answer Ooh. to that, or, which I wasn't sure to begin with, how many this is supposed to run. Anyway. Episode I, four, Partners, I, am I right? I love how they keep doing things. You heard last week's episode where I was speculating, wait a minute. Who's coming back? Jack is there, Mm. and that means he's the swordsman. And in the comics, swordsman was the one who trained Trained, Hawkeye. And then I see them, and they end the cliffhanger. I'm like, oh, wait, I'll come. Oh, no, they don't know each other. And he says, oh, my God, you're Archer. (laughs) Hawkeye, Clint. I think Archer is this show's equivalent of Hawkeye. It's got to be, you know? Not to the other, but the FX animated show? No, I mean, that's that's what, you know, person who... I know originally that's true, but, but... And I haven't seen that show. Well, that would be like, you know, walking up to the uh, wrestler Big Van Vader and saying, oh, I loved you as the Star Wars guy. <laughs> that's good. It's a name game. But mm-hmm. anyway. It's a name flip. It's funny because that opening of this episode got a real big kick out of me almost as much as the kick that I forgot to mention from last week where the utilization of the kink's Father Christmas 
Mm-hmm. Hot damn. Like, again, they keep putting on, like, the sugar for me of, like, Peter, we know you're going to love this show, but you might love it even more now. Well, Here you know, you go. I'm sorry, but from the beginning of, let's see, the second episode, and you see what happened previously... And I said, "Wait, did I miss something? I or maybe it was those. maybe it was the uh, maybe it was the opening of the third episode, and you saw clips of what had previously happened." I swear, I didn't see a couple of clips yeah, from, the, from watching swear. the. Fir- I didn't. I, you know, it's a song. It's a nice ballad, slow song by All Four One. Okay, from the nineties. So, but am I mistaken? Well, if you missed it, then I can't even talk about this point right now because I swear there there are scenes that were previously on that were not shown. Probably alternate takes. Okay. They usually do stuff it's like confusing. that. It's confusing. It just doesn't take much for, for that to happen to me. But anyway. Okay. So, secrets Eddie, are revealed. Eddie, my horse? Never mind that. Out, out to pasture with the bovine. Secrets are revealed and hard truths emerge, culminating in a battle against two opposing forces. There's your setup. One of the biggest things from this episode for me that got a real big kick out of me was the scene between Kate's mother and Hawkeye. And it was basically the equivalent of Somebody that's dating your daughter. Oh, that Don't was... you hurt my daughter. I swear to God, if you break her heart. But that, that was came... literally it. <laughs> yeah, but that came after the the scene across the table of Clint and Kate on one side and Kate's mom and Jack on the other side. I Having love... the couple-to-couple sort of conversation. I love Jack, to be honest. Like, he's so damn endearing, and I, I can't hate him. And he gets his aphorisms or euphemisms messed up. He's kind of like me. Absence makes the heart grow older. Yes. He is 100% me. Oh, good Lord. But <laughs> Good Lord, I pray not. Yeah, you got yeah. to pump up the time, Eddie. <laughs> pump up the time. It's it's just, I don't know. They, The character, the way he is, is so damn endearing for me, and I really can't hate him. I can't be like, oh, he's such an ass. I don't like this guy. No, like. I don't know. Sometimes he's okay, tolerable, yeah. funny, whatever, but other times, uh, what's he up to kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, no, I, I get that, but I'm also like, yeah, he can do it. I don't care. He seems like a nice guy. He's <laughs> killing people. Oh, you know, maybe they deserved it. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems like a sweet guy. Like Schwarzenegger and True Lies. Yeah, but they were all bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is a Disney-owned movie now when you think about it. Well, I didn't until you mentioned it, so Man, there. And a Fox movie owned by Disney. Oh, how dare you. Arnold could become a Disney princess if he wanted. Uh, hey, twins. N- I mean, not twins. Sorry, uh, Junior. Right. You okay? Mm-hmm. Anyway, also, one of the, uh, like I said, that uh, scene between Kate's mother and uh, Hawkeye just oozed elements of, I swear to God, if you hurt my daughter's heart, you break her heart. <laughs> She's not a superhero. Yeah. I love We're that. We're not partners. I, I okay. love that whole scene. And, again, the the personification of how Clint is in this show, he is such a loser. He, to be completely honest, I love that. He's just true and true, more of the same of the character that we know and or love. You know, and I don't think um, yeah, like he, not fed up with. It's like he's doing the same. No, I I do enjoy he's, his acting in that. And he's yes, such, he's such a loser, and I love it. Like that's what it's because to be completely honest, when you're a character like Hawkeye and you're on a team with all of these different characters. You're with the A-listers. You're with, you know, the the top of the charts. And you're just like, what's his name over here? I've got a bow and I've got a bow and arrow. It doesn't make sense. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Your character is an afterthought compared to everybody else's. And it's like, after a while, it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 
his character objective of what he does, he's in the background. But even in the grand scheme of things with the overall Avengers, he's also in the background. Mm -hmm. And I am hoping, I think if we're getting a Young Avengers series down the line, it has to happen. Because, you know, all the pieces are slowly starting to come into place. I feel like Hawkeye is going to be the one involved because he's going to be like their mentor. Quite possibly, it, yeah. It mm -hmm. makes perfect sense to yep. utilize him yep. in that form. And I kind of want to see that. Like, you know, because he's the he's the one connection to what the past was. Because it can't always be the A-team over and over and over. Sometimes you have to, you know, just move on and, you know, D do DC Taxi. The A-team. <laughs> Whoa, jeez. You're welcome. DC Taxi. Wow. Okay, fine. 80s movie cheese, whatever. You're welcome. Yeah. I guess. Just, yeah, Mr. T all the way. I pity the fool who doesn't uh, But no, when you're saying that A-team and now B, well, yeah, so now I'm thinking Hawkeye and West Coast Avengers, so there's that tangent or thread. Do you see West Coast ever happening? I don't really, I don't. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't think so. I would love to, but to be completely honest, you. I want to say to the effect of it's too many words for a name for a team. Because, like, the attention span of the people... Like, that's why, like, I was going to say, oh, but we do have the Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's a lot of words in there. But yeah. people associate the Guardians of the Galaxy as the Guardians. So it's the shorthand of it. I don't think. Yeah. I uh. don't know. The Inhumans, the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four are usually abbreviated to the FF or the F4. Uh, what else? Uh, maybe. I. You know, it's... It's one of those, it is a branding thing, which is a recurring line throughout this series so far. It's a branding thing, branding issue. That's in there too, yeah. Well, hey, I think this episode we also saw for at least a second time the billboard for, what was it, Rogers the Musical. And oh, geez. Once again, I'm loving everything about the uh, in-universe continuity of the, the mm. legacy of Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah, I know how to, how to take that, you know. <laughs> Do you think... Because it, it's never insinuated that he passes away or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But do you think Steve Rogers at least has the uh, soundtrack on uh, double LP? On his list? Pressed, you know, vinyl. Very possible. I would hope so. Went to an antique store to find it, perhaps. The fact they have not done a uh, Captain America uh, vinyl, like, you know, uh, the soundtrack, but do, like, the colored vinyl, because, like, they did it with Guardians of the Galaxy. Or not Guardians. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad is colored vinyl, mm -hmm. and it's Starro. Oh, God. I got to show it to you. It's really cool. Okay. But what they could do is do a Captain America soundtrack and do the red, white, and blue. Well, that would be... How awesome would that be? That would just be great. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something you could hang up on your wall. I would. I know you would. Well, I will thank you greatly for when you get it from me. <laughs> well, listen here, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't done that in a while, ladies and gentlemen. I missed that. Kate <laughs> saves the holiday. Does some indoor decorating, and then asks, "What was his best shot? The one that he didn't take." Yep, and that leads to a lot of Clint memories, perhaps, and a mug that says Thanos was right. Once again, I love the dark humor of that, because that is one hundred percent something that would exist in that universe yeah. where there are the opposing views. There is the this, there is the that. There's always going to be like somebody like, "Well, actually, both sides have a good point." <laughs> That other side, they were literally setting babies on fire. Well, right where you just about, I think at the same time, see that mug, though, there's something else that I, of all people, would pick up on, and shame on me if I did not, 
And if you did find Peter, if not somebody else did, maybe, I don't know, but you hear the radio. And what is the announcer saying? You're listening to New York's 107.6 Light FM. I did hear that. And I actually like, by the way, you go you with your thing. I'm going to go with my thing after. First thing, and I think it's a, I don't know if it's a copyright or anything like that, but in New York, it's 106.7 Light FM. In radio, there typically are not even numbered frequencies at the end, after the point. So 107.5, it could if they were going to do 107.7, that could actually interfere with other states. But it, just to do the 106.7, 107. Seven six flip. Th- this is this uh, right is why, away. This is why his other nickname is Radio Man, Radio yeah. Hyphen Man. Yeah, exactly. Respect the hyphen. That's my thing. And my thing was, I was glad just that they did not call it K, something, because why, Eddie? It's New York. It's not a K. <laughs> Thank you. I just want, you have to go west of the Mississippi. Thank you. Because I was like, when I thought, you know, I just got a big smile when I heard the the uh, radio signal. I'm like, hey, a boy, guys, you don't do good. Uh-huh. And now I am never going to unsee, though, the odd numbers. Yeah, well, there you go. Next, I'm thinking of uh, 92.7 WRRV, 98.3 SUL. 95.9 VOSFM. You were waiting for You were setting me up for that one, I know. Yeah, sure. Uh, what's uh, WPDH? None of your business. <laughs> In our county, 106.1, but 101.5. And down the line we go. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's yeah. cool. Thunder anyway. 102, which is 102.1, and 104.5. Huh. Actually, I actually want to have a conversation with you off mic about this with the radio stuff, with the signals. Yeah, that's, ban- that's it's very it's bandwidth allowance so yeah. that you don't step on each other in a radio kind of way. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, it's it's kind of a rule. I like how I'm learning something on this. Mm-hmm. 100.7 WHUD. Hudson? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because fun fact, VOS is short for what? Voice of Sullivan. When I learned that, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that was why there's a V. <laughs> I thought they were just like, throw, here, here, throw some letters. It, it, no, no. no. Like, I know WFMU is freeform radio, although I don't know where the U comes from. University? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. It was a formerly a radio. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it a, a college thing. It was a college station. Yeah. Originally. Yeah. Upgrade to university like mine, mine did. Went from college to university. Oh, that's cool. We went from WPC to WPU. We party constantly to we party universally. You or unconditionally. Just, you guys just stink. <laughs> well, you leave something out overnight, yeah. It would, anyway, now in regards... The uh, rooftop but, fight. But, but Yeah, but enough of this palaver. Let's get back to the show at hand. The rooftop fight where I guess we kind of knew when you said something from the last episode, because I listened to it to track my whereabouts, if nothing else, <laughs> that somebody was going to return. Somebody who was also after Clint's... Hide. Yeah, I was expecting her to show up in the second season if there was, but it was a perfect time for her to show up. And well, somebody wearing to? well, somebody was wearing a a, a a mask that covered the whole head, but had some kind of like it reminded me of the vulture. Actually, oh my god, it's Night Monkey with the eyes, something like that, right? And what what did it for me was the red colored stingers that you know it sting that were like um, being tased. I guess, you know, and I'm like, Yelena. Yeah. Again, just, it's funny because the overall reaction to Black Widow over the last few months has been, eh, it was a movie. Eh, it was okay. People are still talking? Yeah, but it's just like, did we really need to watch that movie? 
backstory. Like, yeah, I get that, but it's like it was a meh kind of movie. At bringing the end of the in day. other, yeah, but bringing in other characters and you know, but again, future seeds perhaps still much better than Eternals. Okay. Yes. Fine. Did I tell you I saw Eternals a second time with my wife and yes. liked it much, much it significantly better than the first time. So now my rating out of ten went to either seven and a half or eight. There you go, Yelena. You only see her. You don't hear what she says. I was hoping you'd do like a James Bond but, you know, know. theme song. You only see what she says, Yelena. Not here. Not me. Eddie Wilson. That was the James Bond version of Eddie. But now, did Hawkeye know who she was? He knew she was a Black Widow assassin, is how he said to Kate. Yeah, because of the fighting style of the uh, armament. And and Yeah, the weaponry, the stingers. Yeah. I don't know. That's... Because I, I would imagine, you know, during their conversations that we don't see throughout, you know, the whole franchise. Yeah, it was a Black Widow. We're this type of thing. We're this type of this. You know, I would imagine she's had that conversation with. He's him. probably never met her. He may know that he still hasn't met she her. She had that that widow had that Natasha had a sister. Yeah, perhaps in their you know Budapest days or whatever. But never met. So yeah. And one of the things we're going to rewind back a little bit over. <laughs> to, yeah, over to the. Uh, That's better than for her. Any day. Anyway. Um, that ends in a Y. Right, winding right back over to the whole thing with the uh, LARPers, which, mm. once again, I got I get a kick out of that they're bringing them back, and I still keep saying this, Grills is not going to last uh, for a little while because if you remember, he did wear the Ronin costume, and he did brag that he was had the Ronin costume. Yeah. So yeah. someone will come after him. But I digress. Anyway. That whole scene where they're sitting and getting, you know, first off, the arrows back in the pouch, but also the concept of one of the LARPers is going to create a costume for both of them. Right. That really got me, and that got me thinking. That's how, you know, we've seen already pictures of what the costumes are going to look like through both, you know, toy leaks as well as just overall, you know, upcoming publicity shots of this series. I'm excited. Thank you, Eddie. I appreciate that. Wow. I had to yawn. So two two opposite ends of the emotional spectrum at the same time. You know, I think I'm going to leave this part in. Just it's quite possible. That's why is, we had that pause. This is what I have to deal with, ladies and gentlemen. That's my line. You know it. <laughs> I stole you. it. I took I took possession of it while you were uh, getting shackled in Latveria. Listen, Clint's not the only one who can have a Play-Doh arrow coming at you. So there. I love, by the way, they're acknowledging the boomerang arrows. <laughs> if you've read the Hawkeye run by Matt Fraction and David Aja, or Asia. Aha. Aha. I always, oh, man, I screwed it up. It's, yeah, it is aha. Take <laughs> on me, Eddie Wilson. It's a Steely Dan album, too. That's a good album. Anyway, uh, in regards to the boomerang albums, in regards to the boomerang arrows, not albums whatsoever. I totally did not say a version in the other version of this episode mm-hmm. that would be cut out. But one thing about the boomerang arrows is in the comics, he, I believe, is for the boomerang arrows. And she goes, why do you have those? Because boomerang. So we can that's come li- back. That's literally a panel. And now in the show, it's like the reversal of like he's the grizzled veteran being like, why the hell do you have kids have boomerang arrows? I don't get this. This is dumb. <laughs> And you know now a boomerang arrow is going to come into this into play soon and be utilized. And he's going to be like, 
oh, you know what, Boomerang, i kind of grown fond of you. Thanks for saving my life. It's like the dad who didn't want a dog, but now all of a sudden he loves the dog. They're best friends. Sure. You know, Boomerang Arrow, you saved my ass out there. And I probably wouldn't have saved yours because you're an arrow <laughs> and you don't have an ass. All right, I mean, fine. Fair enough it's point. It's true. Fair, fair enough point. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you know, tweet at us at The Marvelous, do boomerangs have asses? I don't know. It's the midpoint. I love the look on Eddie's face like right now of just- Making like, me think about it now. Jeez. No, but it was like more of like a look of- Really? I've We're going? Doing, I've been doing this since 2018. <laughs> I'm regretting every decision we've made so far. <laughs> and this is what I have to show for it. It's more like it. Well, I did get some free John Byrne autograph books. Yeah, good enough. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so I would say overall, do you want to, you want to wrap this one up? Because this is Yeah, the, I do. Well, <laughs> we'll wrap this up, but let's talk about what we think is the future of this show so far because we're near the ha- near the end point. Two-thirds, how about that? Yeah, and... Six episodes, four in, do the math, obviously, two-thirds. Obviously, I'm enjoying the hell out of this. Yes, I think they've absolutely. Done, they've done such a phenomenal job with this show, and I was having a conversation... Uh, the other day about it, WandaVision was my favorite, and this might actually be the one that will overtake that. And that's saying something. Like, and again, I've you know been I've talked to a lot of people. Like, they're always like, "Oh, you're so negative on the Disney Plus shows." I like the Disney Plus shows for the most part, with the exception of What If. I really like the shows, but I'm not going to be like, "It's the greatest thing ever, my guy." Ah, so good, the greatest show ever made, The Falcon, The Winter Soldier. Uh, I always have it on playing on the background on loop. <laughs> I have three TVs, one for WandaVision, one for Loki, and one for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I got a little iPad just sitting there in the shitter with uh, What If. Thanks if a need, lot. If Thanks. I need, if needed, I need motivation. <laughs> needed to know that. Mm-hmm. But no, no. It, it's No, no is right. <laughs> but um, in regards to what this could mean, I mean, a lot of people... This show is going to end, I believe, the week after uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And as as of this recording, also, it was revealed by uh, Lord Feige with, I think, ScreenRant.com. Charlie Cox is coming back as Daredevil. It is confirmed he will be playing Daredevil in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that is a big deal because that could mean we might be getting back now. Kristen Ritter is Jessica Jones. And it... it leads to uh, confirmation, you know, different reports I've heard over the years of the Netflix interpretations, the ones he loved the most, were Charlie Cox's Daredevil and Jessica Jones, played by Kristen Ritter. Hmm. Now, also going on right now, obviously we've been talking since uh, episode number three about the uncle. Eddie, I think you're in agreement as well. It's D'Onofrio, isn't it? That's what it seems to be leaning towards, yeah. I mean, you hear the laugh. But like my one, my one friend Taylor of uh, the Kinoplex, he just goes, "Oh my God, it one hundred percent is him." That laugh is him. You said that last episode, yeah. yeah. And it, it's got to be at this point. And if it's not, that's fine. I won't be, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, flipping over tables and you know, going crazy over, you know, a casting decision. Well, that's a good thing. Okay. I mean, dude, there are people that are like that, unfortunately, I, over yeah, a show yeah. or over a movie. It's like mm-hmm. who cares? But with this. I am hoping it is uh, D'Onofrio. And like, what what are your speculations for what this series is going to lead to? It's gonna it's gonna feed into maybe something bigger 
or connected, if nothing else. You think this is this has the potential for a second season? Like anything else, maybe before I'm not because sh- WandaVision just, didn't get a second season, as far as we know, and same mm-hmm. with uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, uh, you know they're being set up for that being a possibility, but I guess depending on the reviews and the what the number of views watches this is, or perhaps this is considered the lowest viewed show out of all of them. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I. But here's hmm. the thing about this that bothers me. Disney and Marvel have done a terrible job of branding, ironically, with the character of Hawkeye in that, hey, we're going to announce a Hawkeye series. Why should we care? You've made us not care about the character like in 20-something movies. Mm. It, you know? And as a fan of the comic of the, the uh, 2012 run, I'm going in like, oh, shit, you guys were actually getting this right down to you know the tracksuit mafia all of that stuff and i'm like holy crap we're actually getting based on this this is going to be great and the people that have been watching it are just like and they're not hawkeye fans that i talk to for this they're fans of marvel they're fans of television they're fans of this and that just not the character and they're like i'm pleasantly surprised Mm. i think this is gonna this has been a word of mouth show i would hope that you know each episode as they come out more and more downloads and plays are done yeah i agree so, I am enjoying it a lot. Yeah. And, you know, two to go. We'll see where it, where it takes us. It could end the current storyline, but it could probably pick up with very little difficulty, I think, at some point down the line. I'm curious to see what's going to be happening with Echo, because Echo's getting her own show. Yeah, and myself not being fully caught up, you know, I only heard about that character and so on and you know have the other other run of Hawkeye to read and get a little more familiar with Kate Bishop in general and yeah I de- as uh readers of a lot of this stuff I recommend checking out obviously I always will go on saying check out the Matt Fraction run check out the Matt yep. Fraction run the uh Kate Bishop run which you know has been collected in multiple trades I cannot recommend enough uh the best Hawkeye comic in recent memory, though, within the last five years, I would say is, uh, what's his name's run? Uh, Matt Rosenberg's uh, run on Hawkeye called Freefall. Freefall? Okay. Excellent series. Cannot recommend that enough. And he's he's just done such great work with, that, with those characters. He also did uh, a mini series with Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow. I want to say it's Tales of Suspense, but I'm not 100%. I, no, I couldn't. But phenomenal stuff. And again, these books, like the, the the character is such a relegated character, and it's a shame because Hawkeye rules. Like once you give the character the chance, you're just like, oh crap, this is actually a really good character. So who knows? He's got to get back to his family for Christmas, though. That's where it's got to end. I love how there's the the shameless uh, plugging of Disney related things. Here's some movies we can watch. Very first movie, Disney's The Santa Claus. I'm like, come on, you guys. I kind of like how his wife, Laura, is involved in helping him with the Ooh, texting and the, and the info, getting info or something for, for him, helping him out. There is a rumor going around on her right now, mm-hmm. and I want to know your opinion because I feel like they've been putting her as guest star, guest star, guest star. There is a rumor right now that she is Mockingbird. 
was just going to say when you started ramping up to that, maybe she yeah. could be. Hmm. That is the rumor right now. And you know what? That makes perfect sense. We'll have to see yeah, if they're going to develop and sh- develop and show us her character and what she does, which I guess primarily fighting skills. I feel Yeah, I feel um, like she's been, you know, she was this and then she just retired, kind of like Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones was in um, mm-hmm. The Avengers and then left. I can see it. So, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. When I heard that rumor, I'm like, oh, they might be right. Mm-hmm. So who knows? But either way, once again, just to c- further continue this, I'm enjoying the show. And I honestly, I hope all of you are at home. Uh, definitely check out episode five when it drops on Wednesday. I know I will. Ditto. So that's going to wrap this episode for today. Eddie, welcome back, and hope you had a good time in Latveria. Thank you. Send you a postcard next time. you have any scars now from that? Mental, yeah. Oh, I bet. Indelible. When are you going back to Latveria again? Uh, It was a one-way ticket. (laughs) Back. So you don't think you're going back again? No, but I'll have to explore some other areas, I think. Are you thinking of going over to the Savage Land? That would be most excellent. Well, I'm totally not going to leave a gigantic ham hock inside of your uh, suitcase. Do not. We don't need Sauron after my self. For The Marvelous, I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior.